Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of UMI Borough. Uh, the season might be over, but we're still here to chew the fat about everything Borough related. Um, and we're going to have, a, we've done the kind of look back at the season that was gone. We obviously handed out our kind of awards for the season. Now we're going to have a little look forward. Uh, I'm in the um, I'm in the company of Dom Shaw again from the Echo. Hi, Dom. Hi, am Scott. You all right? I'm all right. Yeah. We're gonna, as I say, we're going to have a look ahead to what might be on the cards this summer, uh, what Borough might or might not be doing in the transfer market, early days, but how things are looking ahead of next season, how the championship might shape up and all of that. Um, so let's get into it, Dom. Um, we, as I say, we've sifted through the wreckage. So that's let's put all of that to one side. Let's look ahead to next season. Um what, what for you then, straight off the bat, are the big priorities that, that we're going to have to look at and get right this summer? Well, just firstly, as, as much as we'd like to put um, what happened behind us, we keep getting constant reminders in the form of comments from Coventry and Luton fans on our... Uh, yeah, our yeah, we do. Videos. There was one earlier I'd seen, which... Um, fair play, at least they're watching. Yeah, true. We like engagement. We like true. engagement. True. Um, Priorities. If you go through the team, um, Sol Brin signed a new contract earlier this week, didn't he? A new, a new two-year deal on the back of his impressive loan spell at Swindon, um, which, which his his initial contract was due to expire this summer. He signed an extension, I think it was in February or March, and now he's obviously been handed a a new deal. Carrick got a, got a look at him because he trained with Borough for a couple of weeks at the end of the season when he come oh, back yeah. and, the, and, and Borough were obviously um, playing the playoffs. Um, and, and, and while Bryn has clearly impressed, uh, you know, Borough will still look to bring in a goalkeeper this summer, won't they? It's, um, it is that, that, that looks like a priority yeah. position still. Um, though you would think... Okay, so let's, let's go through a position by position then. So, so we're on, the, on that goalkeeper front. We've got Saul Breen, got Liam Roberts, who with a greatest, you know, hasn't had, well, hasn't had any kind of a look in under Carrick. It's hard to see Borough start next season with him as the number one. Now, you've done a piece today on Zach Stefan and, and the fact that he's had surgery, which is just another layer of kind of uncertainty on what's happening with him. I mean... What where do you think Borough are at with Stefan? And and if it's not Stefan, then what kind of keeper are they going to be looking for? Do you think? If Stefan, as we've as we've alluded to a few times on this um on this pod and, and the videos, it his wage, his current wage at Manchester City makes a permanent move to Borough extremely unlikely. Yeah. Um now he's got two years left on his deal. So Will he made it clear, didn't he, earlier in the season that he, he doesn't really have any intentions of going back to City and sitting yeah, on their bench. Kind of yeah. yeah, so is is another loan, you know, if you're getting to the back end of the summer and nothing's been resolved, is another loan a possibility for Stefan, perhaps? But then now the, the the as you say, the added complication is this injury that there's been one or two reports in America. Um suggesting that he could be out for up to four months it was it was surgery on knee problem that has has caused him issues during his time at Borough didn't it he had the spell out at the start of the season that he did yeah in the first half towards the end of Wilder yeah yeah caused him to miss the 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 America call the USA call up before the World Cup and then ultimately obviously missed out on the on the World Cup um so so that's one to, to, to keep an eye on I guess the problem there is and this is the problem with with all of the loanees that I'm, I'm sure we'll discuss, Borough can't really be in a position where they wait around until late, late in the summer to decide what Manchester City are going to do with Stefan. Can they? They'll, they'll have 
priorities and targets in mind if if they don't get them and then that opportunity possibly presents itself at the back end of the summer then i'm sure it'd be something that that look at but but it feels like it'd go on the back burner doesn't it at this stage yeah yeah yes i mean obviously you know this injury situation is is a new element to it because even more so if you know if stefan is not going to be available until beyond the start of the season then it's even harder to see that Borough will hang on and hang on and hang on and, and and put all their kind of eggs in that basket for a loan move when you you know you don't quite know when he's going to be fit you potentially not start the season with him that's certainly not ideal so so it then becomes a question of where the Borough go on and I think the goalkeeper situation is a big one because you know Zach Steffen was really quite important to the way Michael Carrick wants his Borough side to play and he's very much of you know of the kind of modern thinking that a goalkeeper starts the player from the back sweep a keeper if needed to be so your defenders can push up you know he wants a goalkeeper who's comfortable in possession and can, can pick out a pass well you know the best ones of them are already in the Premier League aren't they so you know to, to hit on another Stefan is not going to be easy for Borough no no absolutely not um and and I guess that's the challenge for Bryn isn't it in that he's he's clearly been hugely impressive at Swindon um speaking to the guy who who works for for our company for NewsQuest, who's covered Swindon, and and he talks about how impressed he's been. He, he won Player of the Season down there, um, but but it, a stepping up to the Championship is one challenge, and then there's the extra there's the extra challenge of kind of being a goalkeeper that Michael Carrick wants. Now I'm sure Bryn will be well aware of that, and the fact that Borough have given him two extra years on the back of uh, Carrick having a look at him and Rockcliffe, and clearly the club having. Um, uh, the club rating him highly shows that Borough undoubtedly think there's something there. Yeah, um, yeah. You would think he'll get a chance in pre-season. It'll be interesting to see the pecking order, won't it? Come, come if if a keeper comes in, come come the yeah. start of um, come the start of summer. Because I think Bryn, Corburn, uh, Colson, any of the players coming back. Carrick's shown, hasn't he, that he will give these young lads a chance. A goal, yeah. I'm sure we'll get to Coburn. He, he's won at the minute. Certain, again, Borough are going to bring a striker in, but there looks to be an opportunity for him, doesn't there? Are um, we writing Roberts off too unfairly, do you think? It, it feels like that... I get the... The fact that he didn't play in that Brighton Cup game for me was quite... Now, I, OK, Borough are taking on a Premier League side, I accept that. But I think if Michael Carrick thought that that Roberts had a real chance at Borough or, or was someone he potentially was going to put a lot of faith in in the future, he would have played him in that game, wouldn't he? Yeah, you would have thought so. I can't, I can't I haven't seen, well, not, we haven't seen really anything of him. So I can't, I feel like it's unfair to comment really. Yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. It. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, we um, saw little bits of him under Chris Wilder, didn't we? But that was literally it. Nothing for seven months, really. I remember speaking to him at Rockcliffe when, when he'd signed last year and, I can't remember ever speaking to a player who was so happy to yeah. to join Borough. Yeah. Um, now I'm not suggesting there that kind of it, it was he joined and that was him content. You know he had he had hopes and 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 um, ambitions to get into the team, and I'm sure he still does have. Um, but but like you say, you would think that he, if 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 he was knocking on the door, he'd have maybe been given a chance in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be, we, again, I think pre-season will maybe, will maybe show us more, especially if Borough haven't signed a keeper by then. Um, I yeah, we'll have to see. Okay, so then, let's. so defence, 
Um, there's obviously a at the moment a big Ryan Giles shaped hole at left back. Um, we've got you've got Mark Boller and you've got um, Hayden Coulson coming back into the fold. Obviously, he's been at Aberdeen this season, so there are two left backs there. But at this stage, you wouldn't really say that any of them really look capable of doing the job that Giles did for Borough last season. So that's one issue. And then I mean, centre half. You've obviously got Lenehan, you've got McNair, you've got Fry, you've potentially got Dyke Steel can play there, you've potentially got Housen can play there, as we saw at the end of the season. Baroy really won set half injury from being pretty stretched there. Surely he's going to want a fourth kind of experienced centre half that, that he'll be willing to turn to this summer, isn't he? Are they the two priority positions yeah. in defence, do you think? You would think so. I mean, right back looks pretty sound, doesn't it, with Smith and Dykesteel? I, I do think um, Dykesteel certainly pressed his case. In, 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 in what would have been interesting is, had Dykesteel not been sent off, would, would Carrick have played him in the playoff games? Or would he have kind of turned to the to the Smith. maybe a safer pair of hands in his eyes in Smith? But but um, Dykesteel did his chances, no harm. Right back looks pretty sound. I agree you may be one centre-half short, Um I mean, you, there's Matt Clark there as well, who, who Borough yeah. signed. But yeah. He's, he's such a kind of man that I did forget about him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of injury. It, it's it's all very. It's a bit of a mystery, really, isn't the it? Injury, we don't know. Never look, yeah, it was every week. It was kind of it's no nearer clearing up. It's a problem. So yeah, I mean, I mean, when when I was over at Rockcliffe for the for the for Middlesbrough Women launch last week, he was out on the training pitches training right. on his own. You know, fair play to him and all the other lads have gone away. He's clearly there working to get back. So, so hopefully he'll be, he'll be fit because I think if he comes back, that that then you're probably pretty sorted. Yeah, yeah, fair then. point. Yeah, and then left back. Yeah, I mean, Bowler Bowler is a left back, isn't he? Um, yeah. Like in, yeah. in the orthodox sense, I guess. Whereas Giles yeah. offered so much going forward. I think Bowler's steadier uh, or, or more reliable defensively than, than Giles was. Um, Coulson is, a, is an interesting one, isn't he? Because I thought he was the best player. I thought he was Borough's best player in, in Woodgate's season in charge. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and he, he, at his best, would tick a lot more of the Ryan Giles boxes than Bowler would in terms of getting forward, being an attacking threat, delivering balls into the box. It's just his career clearly did go backwards quite away and you know, he's had a bit of an up and down time at Aberdeen as well. So where where does he come back? What level is he at? And again, like you say, I guess pre-season will show that, won't it? What you would think is he'd be is he'll be come back desperate to take a chance that let's yeah. be honest, didn't look didn't look like he was gonna get, did he, at one stage. Um yeah. I mean, even even he was saying in interviews in Scotland at the start of this season or early on this season that it it, it his contract was open, um, you know, it looked unlikely that he was going to stick around at Borough and then Carrick obviously offered him a new deal and you, you were at that press conference weren't you where Carrick yeah. said he's absolutely in our plans um, yeah you would, you would imagine yeah, that I think, I think they want to give him a genuine chance it's it's whether it's whether it you know it's whether it's whether, whether he can Carrick take it quite clearly that okay he is ready I am happy to go in to the season with him as my number one left back or whether it's okay He's ready for it to, to be in the squad, but could I see him playing 40-odd games next season? Maybe not. I mean, what do you think with Giles? Where, where are we at, do you think, in terms of Giles potentially coming back or or um, is his future at Wolves, do you think? 
from what I gather, if if is if his future isn't at Wolves, then it's likely to be a permanent exit for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And on the back on the back of the season he's had at Borough, you would think Wolves will try and get a, a, a fair old wedge for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really. And, and you'd be surprised well, if got... weren't, weren't interested, weren't you? You know, you, you yeah. look at the three clubs, for example, that have just been promoted into the Premier League. You could imagine them having Ryan Giles on their shopping list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's done his chances no harm, has he? And and like 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 a few of the lower players going back, uh, uh, Giles is going back to a manager who wasn't in charge when his when his yeah. loan move to Borough was sanctioned. Down. So, yeah. um, but then but then the future of of uh, the future at Wolves is pretty unclear as well, isn't it? Uh, so it's so so it's going to be interesting to see how how that plays out. I I, I think it it seems it feels unlikely at this stage that Giles would be. And be coming back, back to Bora. Yeah. So midfield, we've obviously we've lost Moat from centre mid, but we still have Housen, Hackney, and Barlaza, who um, you know, you would imagine this is going to be a big season for Dan Barlaza because really through no fault of his own, he didn't get much of a look in. You suspect he for one will be absolutely desperate to get more of it next time. Um, the wide attacking positions, you've obviously lost Aaron Ramsey. So you've got Riley McGree, Marcus Force, Isaiah Jones, clearly question marks potentially over Jones's future, maybe. And you would think at least one wide attacking player would very much be on Carrick's shopping list. Yeah, I agree with both. We talked about Jones last week, didn't we? Uh, if if any bids come in, then um, it... it it, it might well suit all parties, mightn't it, at this stage? Yeah, it feels um, that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Ramsey obviously needs replacing. Could Ramsey, could Ramsey come back? Um, I think I think Ramsey coming back certainly feels more likely than Archer coming back. But, yes. But again, it, 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 it's on... Maybe Unai, that's isn't the window job, isn't it? Emery's going to want to look at him in pre-season, isn't he? Emery is also now planning a squad that needs to deal with European football as well as yeah. Premier League. But then equally, you don't want to kind of step in, stand in the way of the development of a young player who, who might only kind of feature every now and again or be a bit of a bit part player. So it's that balance for them, isn't it? Um, it yeah. but I, think, I think regardless of what happens with Ramsey, then Borough are going to be looking at at, a, at another wide player, aren't right, you? Yeah, think? Yeah. Otherwise, they risk leaving themselves. So, especially with the way Carrick plays. Well, that's it. That's it. Michael Carrick now seems pretty wedded to this formation. Certainly, with with Tuba as number ten, the formation kind of takes care of itself. So, you need two, you know, two wide players within that formation. And in the minute, if, if Isaiah Jones is kind of bit part at best, then Borough only have two. So, yeah, that you would imagine that would be a priority. And I'm with you. I think. <sighs> I think Ramsey is probably a, a nice add-on in the last week of the window if you can get him back, um, but not one at the moment that you can really hang your hat on and say, well, OK, there's one box ticked. I think you're right. I think they'll have to do something kind of above and beyond that. Send him in to the need a more replacement. I mean, he became very, very valuable towards the end of the season when Housen was out. You've got Barlaza, but but I'm not sure that Barlaza and Hackney together is the same as Houghton and Hackney together, or even more and Hackney together. You know, do they need a tackler in there? That that's the thing, isn't it? It's 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 whether they think that they need a a, a, a house and understudy. Yeah. Um, 
if 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 like you say there, and I'm inclined to agree, you know, that the Bal Balazer and Hackney are maybe a little bit too alike to play together and maybe kind of you know, the, the, the instinct of both is to play forward, isn't it? Which is great yeah. to watch and, and Carrick loves that. But but do you need, especially when you've got such offensive wingers and, and a number ten, do you need someone whose instinct is to protect what's 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 happening behind? Um Yeah, and, and do you need someone who you're almost grooming to be? Housen's long-term successor because you know we keep on seeing it and he keeps on getting the year extension and he comes back and by just you know come December we're probably going to be doing a pod saying my goodness Johnny Housen's still the best defensive midfielder in the championship but there was a new one-year deal yeah 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 there'll come a day when he's not anymore and that day has to be coming around the corner at some point so so Burr, you know ideally would want to start planning for that wouldn't they yeah you would think so and 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 that's quite a specialist role, isn't it? That, um, but then the difficulty yeah. is, how how would you bring in someone now in that specialist role who, in all likelihood, probably isn't going to play? Yeah, um, and that's the ballet's challenge, isn't it? Really. So, so is there anyone? Camille Conte is impressed at Gateshead, but you know, coming in and stepping up to replace the captain's a hell of a big yeah. ask, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, yeah. and and I can't say I've. Honestly, say I've seen enough of him to know exactly no. what type of kind of midfielder he is. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so, so I think if if it doesn't feel like a priority, I don't think central midfield. No. But, but, it, but if you are going to bring someone in, then it's probably in the mould of Mowat. Um, I mean, what do you reckon? Could Mowat if if West Brom, if Carlos Corbin has a look at Mowat, would you and you have the possibility? I think if you put it. You would take him back, yeah, because you know he's shown that he's um, he's shown that he's capable of stepping in. He's shown that he's also not happy, but he's willing to bide his time and, and accept that he's maybe not going to play, play a lot of football in that role if Housen's right. So, I think from a Borough point of view, yeah, I think you would go back from that way. I think, I think from West Brom's point of view, I get the feeling that there's a bit of an egg on the face feeling at that club there that actually. They've let him go under previous regime. Um, and actually, he's probably as good, if not better, than what they had and they could have done with him. Um, so I think they'll be low to let him go out again. But um, but but to a degree, the balls in will be in Mort's part there as well. Because if he if he you know if he thinks that there's not a realistic future in West Brom, I'm sure he'll be pushing like hell to get back out. And then there's Tuba. Yes. And, and yes, we're gonna get yeah. So let's let I mean the Tuba question. I mean, obviously. Um, one year left on the contract, so you know it's an interesting one for Borough, isn't it? Because you would imagine that Tuber and his advisors are going to be knocking on the door this summer and saying, We've got the championship's player of the season here, yeah? we want a, a long term contract, and b, a contract that reflects the fact that he's the best player in the championship. Now, you know, Borough, I'm sure... Well, we know that Borough want Tuber Akpom. Michael Carrick certainly wants Tuber Akpom. But do you want Tuber Akpom on a four-year contract as your highest wage earner, um, which is no doubt what he'll be demanding? I guess the dynamic potentially changes if other clubs come in and there's a decision to be made. At the moment, can Borough afford to let it go in the last year? Possibly. You certainly wouldn't want to let it go in the last six months, but you could certainly let it run to January probably and think, well, we'll have contract talks in the first half of that season. But that that changes the minute that, that somebody else comes in and, and puts a bid on the table. 
then there's a decision to be made. And clearly, Atpom's advisors are saying, well, look, if you want to keep him, we need this lucrative new deal. Yeah, 100%. That's it. There's a there's a balancing act on both sides, isn't there? And you can completely understand both both sides in that, um, you know, as you rightly said, Tuba's representatives are going to be coming and saying, well, we've got the championship's top scorer, the player of the season, um, one year left, obviously asking for a for an improved deal. Um, <clears throat> Borough are in a position where, with respect to Akpom, it, the, the the challenge is: can can he build on this season? Is this yeah. now the regular? Is this now his regular standard, or or is it is it is it kind of a one season wonder? Now, I'm not suggesting one way or the other, really, but that that is a question. No, but if you're is, going to be pushing out four year contracts, uh, yeah, you know, making the highest paid player at the club, then you need to know that, don't you? You know, yeah, exactly absolutely. So looking at it and thinking, well, okay, yeah. You know, in an ideal, if, if, if it's that tuber Akpom that we're getting for the next four years, perfect, fine. We'll make him the highest paid player at the club. Now, like you say, Tuba was absolutely brilliant last season. Clearly gets on really well with Michael Carrick. Michael Carrick has clearly, you know, worked out how to get the best out of him. But what but if Carrick leaves? only one season. Yeah, exactly. It's only one season. And, you know, sadly, that there there is a, a reasonable catalogue of examples before that of when previous managers haven't been able to make it work with him. So it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I mean, do, do you think do you think clubs will come in for him? Well, I, Could you I see think, a Premier League club coming in for Tube Rackpot? I think you nailed it a couple of weeks ago when you, when you said you can well imagine that Akpom perhaps isn't a top target for a Premier League club. Mm. But if they don't get target A, B or C, come yeah. the back end of the window, then Akpom suddenly becomes a target. So, so I can well imagine that he's on the list for players, uh, yeah. sorry, for clubs. Um, now, the problem you've got there is that the longer it goes on, the, the more uh, it puts pressure on Borough because if it, it gives you less time to replace him and suddenly selling clubs know that, A, you've got however much money you've got for him and, B, you, you, you need to replace yeah. your best player. Um, so I, I don't I don't think Borough will be actively looking to, to uh, move Akpom on at all this summer. I, I absolutely don't think that will be the case. Yeah. The... the, the, the where where there'll be a decision to be made, as you say, is if someone comes in for him and at what stage. And all, all the price, I mean, I wouldn't know what... Clearly, yeah. everyone has a price, even if you're the top scorer in the championship, especially if you've only got a year left on your current contract. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and the other thing is, how often, sorry, but how often do we... No. How often do we talk about following the model of clubs like Brighton or Brentford. And and for years and years and years, clubs like Brighton and Brentford have, have sold the best players and, and, yeah. and managed to bounce back stronger. Now, I'm not saying that Borough should do, should do that or will be actively looking to do that, but that clearly has to be in the thinking, doesn't it, if you, if you yeah. want to be a sustainable club moving forward. Well, and, and what you know, it's interesting that you've obviously written the piece today, Dom, on, on Hayden Hackney, and and you know the, the 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 guidance kind of you know all the noises that we've had from around the club and the various people we speak to is look, Hayden Hackney is categorically not for. There's no way we're going to sell Hayden Hackney. Clubs can come and do whatever, and that you know that makes absolutely perfect sense given the stage Hackney's at at his development. Now, you know, I'm I'm like you. Borough are not actively looking to sell Tuber Akpom, but I also don't think, and, and we're not hearing that Borough are saying, well, 
you know, it's absolutely inconceivable that Chubrakpom leaves simply because of his contract position. You're right, he's one, he's one year left. Um, he's had this great season, but, you know, will he do that for the long term? Do you justify the outlay that, that you know, the wage? Um, I, I have absolutely no I, I doubt that Chubrakpom's advisors will be asking for a lot more money than Hayden Hackney's would be, be because he's a striker, because he's just been named championship player, all the things we've just said. So, it is an interesting one. Yeah, and, and and like you say there about Hackney, Hackney has four years left, four years left on a deal that he signed in December. Um, he's only twenty. It, you know that that he was un, he will undoubtedly be targeting Premier League football in the future. In an ideal world, he'd he'd get there with Borough. But even if even if he doesn't, and he has to move on at some stage, there's there's a time to move, isn't there? Um, yeah. And it feels you know what eight months after his breakthrough into the Borough first team that this summer would be too early. Um yeah. that's just what the kind of the way I, I feel about it. Um so, so all of that all of that then brings us to attack and it's kind of here we go again because last summer all the talk last summer was who are Borough going to get to lead the line strikers, 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 a whole host of names, a whole host of options. Chris Wilder banging the drum for David McGoldrick at one end of the scale, Rodrigo Muniz at the other, good, you know, and, and everything in between. And we're, you know, we're kind of back there again where Borough need one, probably two frontline strikers who are going to um, A, score the goals, but then B, also dovetail with Tuber Akpom because that's the interesting dynamic as well. Now, you know, there's obviously no Archer. There's no Muniz. All right, he wasn't playing, but he was there and, and he was at least on the bench at the end of the season. Coburn's coming back, as you've alluded to. So there's somebody who you're clearly going to want to have a look at in pre-season and potentially give a chance to. But it feels like Borough need that front line number nine still, don't they? Yeah, and I think along with the goalkeeper, that's the obvious priority, isn't it? Yeah. Um, bringing in, bringing in. Because if you'd, you'd be left with Marcus Force and Josh Coburn. Now, plenty of championship clubs would happily have them two as their... As their yeah. um, as their first choice strikers, um, I think Coburn especially will be will be uh, will be desperate to build on his success at Bristol Rovers and and make an impact this season. Graham Lee was saying when I spoke to Graham Lee a couple of weeks ago that he saw him at the Riverside for the Coventry game and he was struck by how much he'd filled out in his physique. Yeah, um, yeah that's interesting. And I, and I remember being struck by that last summer when I saw him in a preseason yeah. friendly, and that's before he's gone away, but. The thing with forces, you would think that if if Carrick saw him as his first choice striker, then he wouldn't. Then he'd have played him there last season. Really and, there. Yeah. At that stage, he moved him out to the right and played Matt Crooks up front. Now, Crooks is 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 I think is is very useful to have as an option, um, but I'm not sure he's he's especially with the way Borough play. He'd be the he'd be the first choice centre forward again if that. If that was the case, Carrick wouldn't have moved to bring Archer in, would he, in, in no. January? Um, so so that is the challenge, isn't it? Now, signing a centre-forwards the hardest the hardest job to any club, isn't it? Would, would, wouldn't would it be a, a surprise to see another loan player? Um, well, I was just going to say, it's hard to see Borough going down to League One for a first-choice forward. It's hard to see who they're going to pluck from another championship club and, and and want and be able to get. So straight away, it feels like you're either looking at a permanent from abroad 
probably a striker who, let's be honest, at the moment we haven't really heard of, but Borough have been scouting behind the scenes and decide they're going to take a punt on. Or it's probably a Premier League loan, isn't it? But but as we've said, the, the, the problem with a Premier League loan is you potentially right at the end of the window, you you, you know, you, you're probably missing pre-season. You may be missing the first couple of games of the season if, if that's the way you're going to go. So um, there's risks attached with both, I think, because, you know, in terms of signing your striker from overseas, well, you know, as as we know, look at the last decade, Borough have had some massive hits doing that, but they have had some massive misses as well. And you can go either way with that one, can't you? Yeah, I think... Yeah, um, I, th- I think it's exciting because Borough's, Borough's January was impressive, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah. And that was Carrick and Kieran Scott's first window working together, two months after Carrick's appointment. So they've had four, five, six months planning for this window and, and, and they obviously planned for the possibility of not going up as well as planning for the possibility of going up. Yeah. And planning, uh, targeting centre-forwards will have clearly been... the. the the position they're in, the advantage of the position they're in is they've, they've known that this was yeah. going to be the case, haven't they, for, for a yes. number of months, that they're going to be that they're going to need a centre-forward. So um, I don't think it's a case of desperately scampering around trying to find centre-forwards who fit the bill. It's clearly, yeah. it's clearly um, now trying to trying to get a deal done. Now, I know that negotiations are already underway with, with targets. What I don't know is if any of them are, are centre-forwards, but clearly yeah. Borough... Clearly, Borough will try and get off to a fast start, as they did in as they did in January. And if they did, then if you could bring in a centre forward early on, early, what, yeah. a boost, what a boost that'd be! Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, the fact that at the moment, while there are names out there, we're not hearing a whole glut of names. That that makes me think overseas is probably more likely because those deals just by their very nature tend to be the ones that you kind of get wind of later in the day than if they're speaking to agents over here going for players in the championship, for example. Um, so that'll be really interesting, I think, because I think you're right. January was an, an excellent window, you know, arguably the best borough I've had for quite a while, but it was loan-based, wasn't it? Now, if they're then going to make the shift now and say, well, okay, yeah, loans are there and we'll potentially look at that come, you know, come the period at the end of the window when Premier League clubs are more willing to do loans. But at the minute, in an ideal world, we'd like to get two or three of our permanent targets in. Then that's going to be interesting because that's something that this kind of regime hasn't necessarily had the chance to do an awful lot of yet. Yeah, and I think the other thing is this this summer will give us a, a, a clearer picture as to what the kind of overall strategy is because, again, January is such a difficult month, yeah. isn't it? Since since Michael Carrick's appointment, Kieran Scott has set about reshaping the, the scouting department, really, hasn't he? Chris Jones came in as as yeah. as um, I don't know what his, his his exact title is, but basically heading up the scouting department. There have been other arrivals since, um, so I think this this summer will kind of give us a, an indication as to what the bigger picture uh, it, it certainly is. wouldn't surprise me if one of the themes of this window was much younger. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and and potentially a lot lot less experienced because the last two managers, as we know, have just banged the door about experienced old heads in the championship, and that's created friction and problems. And the reason it's created friction and problems is because as a general, you know, trend, the, the kind of recruitment operation have wanted to go in a slightly different 
direction. Now, Michael Carrick certainly seems, you know, an awful lot happier to buy into that. And, and I, you know, I'd be very surprised if, a, as I say, a big part of that wasn't younger players, um, you know, potentially less experienced, certainly within the championship, but that bring with them perhaps a greater development potential and certainly a greater sell-on potential. 100%. I think you look at Dan Barlace, is he 26? Yeah. I'd be surprised. Other than other than maybe specialists, I think you can you could take a goalkeeper out of that. Yeah, so a keeper. You could maybe it. take what we were talking about about kind of the house and deputy yeah. out of that as well. But I, but I think other than that, I'd be surprised if if any or or certainly many of the arrivals this summer were older than than twenty six. Yeah, yeah, I think so because that you know, like I say that. You certainly have got the very, very strong feeling that that's been something that the that, that Kieran Scott and the rest of the recruitment team have wanted to do, but have you know run into difficulties with because of the last two managers and what they've been telling them that they want and and digging their heels in with. Um, and that's where I think this summer, like you say, will be instructive and will be more interesting because, as we've been saying, everything points to the fact that everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet this time, and actually. There's a much greater buy-in to what the kind of this overarching idea is going to be. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, and 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 this 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 kind of two or three week period now is the period where nothing really happens, does it? Because yeah. it's kind of the end of the yeah. season, but it's too early for transfers. Yeah. Players um, are away on holiday. Contracts yeah. haven't actually run out yet. The the window isn't officially open. I know deals can be done, but yeah, um, yeah, you generally get this fallow period, don't you? Then you'll have probably a little bit of a flurry just before pre-season. And then it tends to go a little bit quiet again for two or three weeks. And then it kicks in, you know, yeah. kind of August madness. And before we know it, we'll be heading for, what, Salford for a pre-season friendly perhaps? I was going to say Bishop Auckland away. But, well, yeah, <laughs> so Salford, uh, Salford would certainly, you could you could see Salford, couldn't you? Actually, that's an interesting one because... We haven't really had pre-season kind of um well we haven't got got anything confirmed yet have we which be interesting to see i mean i think the suggestion is that you know maybe it's going to be portugal but maybe it'll be training rather than matches we don't know yeah. that yet you know yeah, that, that's, but that seemed to be the mood music didn't it yeah yeah um that had been the suggestion that i'd heard as well but like you say nothing's been confirmed on that yet and then um yeah, hopefully it'll be a ground or two in there. I wanted to get to Markham last year because I've never done Markham, but I couldn't. So hopefully it'll be a ground or two in there that that I can box off along the way. I can't. Uh, I can't imagine Michael Carrick having them round for a barbecue in his back garden. Can you? No, no, no. You can't. No, that, that, <laughs> yeah, Cheshire that rather is, than Cornwall. That is pretty unique to one certain former manager, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, isn't it just? Yeah, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. Or, or to be fair, the yeah. Uh, the Tony Pulis bleep test slash bicycle rides in Austria. That Austrian mountains. Yeah, yeah, that seemed to be, you know, that was his go-to, wasn't it? Get them, the other, in, get them in an Austrian mountain and flog them up on a bike. The other pre-season picture that comes to mind is, I think it was in Strachan when they were away and they were all running around the pitch topless and Gary O'Neill was ridiculously tanned and Willow Flood wasn't next to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was the um so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what the what the summer. <laughs> we will. We certainly will. We certainly will. Well, listen, hope you've enjoyed that. Um, as I say, a bit of a bit of a chat starting to look forward. Um, let us know your thoughts. Like, subscribe, and comment. Give us an idea of what you think Borough can or should do this summer, and we will read out some of those best ones before we start the next pod. 
Um, as I say, we're going to keep it going weekly through the summer. We've got some guests lined up um, and we'll obviously keep t- chipping away at what Borough are or aren't doing transfer-wise. So any thoughts, any questions, do fire them in and we'll do that next week. Um, but up until up until then, have a good weekend um, and we'll see you again for some more You Are My Borough soon.